Welcome to the ANA Podcast, Sports Talk with your hosts, Anthony Cortez, Alex Ashley, and Kevin Rowe. Welcome back. It's the ANA Sports Show, episode 125. This is part two. I am your host, Anthony Cortez, joined alongside my two good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Alex Ashley. What's good? And Mr. Kevin Rowe. What up, what up? Not too much, fellas. All right. Part two this week, we're going to get into some storylines. We went through scores and did our three words for part one. Hope you enjoyed that. Part two, we're going to get into storylines story uh, for this week. But before we do so, let's talk about our friends real quick at Baseballism. They're an all-baseball-related apparel and clothing company for baseball people. If you're a baseball fan, you should be wearing baseballism. It's that simple. It's America's brand. They official off the field brand for baseball. Visit them at baseball, baseballism.com and use our, use our code AA Sports. It's our initials AA. S-P-O-R-T-S for a 15. That's one 5% discount off your first order. And if you're not ready to order just yet, make sure to go follow them on other socials. They're very active on Instagram and Twitter with new releases pretty much every week, if not every other week. Uh, there's free shipping order, on orders of $100 or more. So if you want to go and spend a lot with them, which is easy to do. <laughs> bless you. Thank you get free shipping on new orders. Um, so ask what, free shipping is nothing to sneeze at. It's not. Right now, it's not. Get out of here. Week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, masks are available in uh, lots of different styles. They even have some Christmas collections available for those masks. So go check those out. Uh, Field of Dreams collections. Stay at home. Stay at home shirts are still available, although they're very limited quality or the very limited quantity. Sorry, it's a very limited selection over there. So go check those out if you're still interested in those. Uh, Babe Ruth collections, Major League, the movie collections. Um, New shirts and hoodies with built-in masks, sweats, caps, shorts, accessories, and they just came out with a whole new uh, Black Friday and Cyber, Cyber Monday release, uh, like all new releases for, for, those, uh, for those clearance holidays. So go check those out. Um, it's all great, comfortable material and really fast shipping. Um, even with the pandemic still affecting shipping around the world, uh, they're still on their game as far as getting their, getting their stuff out to you. So please keep supporting your local and small businesses out there, whoever they may be, baseballism included. If they support us, so they'll go support them. They need it. All right. Thank you very much. Baseballism.com. It's America's brand. AA Sports. All right, boys. Storylines, major, major, not major storylines, but there, I mean, there's, uh, Alex, as you always like to say, there's a, there's a bunch. But I guess one major one we can get to real quick would be the Eagles benching Carson Wentz and going to Jalen Hurts. Um, that's, I mean, I don't know how long I've been saying it, but I just, I'm not, I'm not there yet with Carson Wentz, and it looks like the Eagles are trying to give, send a message to him, as, as you were trying to say, Alex. But yeah, what do, you, how do y'all feel about this? You gonna go first, Kev? I can. Um, I don't know. I think you've given Carson Wentz enough time, and he just really hasn't shown it in the past couple of years, whether it being injured or inconsistent in his play. Uh, he showed in the first couple of years after being drafted that, okay, he could be the real deal. But like to start the season, but then you end it with an injury. And now that he's fully healthy and played most of the season last year, and then this year, it's been inconsistent play since. So I'm... I'm wondering how much the injuries play a part into it and if the Eagles are going to have any more patience with them. And it doesn't seem, I think that patience is finally running out. And so they go with their second round draft pick and Jalen hurts. 
which I don't think he's the future of that franchise, but maybe it's set next. I don't know how to really put it. Maybe it's a, a fire. They're hoping it's a fire under Wentz's ass to get him playing to the level he needs to play at. Alex, you got any thoughts on it? Yeah. I mean, okay, so here's the thing. We're – I think the problem with how we talk about quarterbacks right now is that we have so much expectation and pressure that have been set on quarterbacks because we have guys right now like Mahomes and Brady – um, and the slew of other high, high quality quarterbacks that we have right now, right? Um, guys are coming out of college, ready to start in the NFL, Burrow, Herbert, Tua. Uh, you know, we have guys who have been here forever, <coughs> like uh, Roethlisberger, like Phillips. Uh, we have, you know, the, the full gamut, even the people who we think aren't good quarterbacks are still good quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill has answered a lot of questions. I mean, in his last game, he's done incredible, right? Here's my thing with Wentz. My two, my two, not issues, but here are my, one big knock and then one big, like, plus, I guess, whatever you want to say. The trajectory for Wentz, the first while, has always been going forward for the most part, right? So quarterback rating is a good way to kind of overall judge a quarterback, right? First year, 79 was his rating. 17, 101.9, 102.2 the year after that. And then he dropped down to 93.1, right? That's when they went 9-7 and seven with him at the helm. So his trajectory has been up. He got that new contract. And then since he's had that new contract, I feel like he's had almost no help. All of his receivers are constantly injured. His offensive linemen are constantly injured. His defense is constantly injured. Fuck, he doesn't have a running back, a steady running back. Sanders has been out four, five, six games this season alone. But everybody wants to knock wins. Do what? And he was back this weekend and very inconsistent in this play. Exactly. So he doesn't have help. He doesn't. They like to say he throws to deck chairs and lawn furniture. You know what I mean? If you look at the people who he was throwing to, who does he have? Who does he genuinely have as a good wide receiver? Can you name one? No. (laughs) Kind of my point. Right. Travis Fulgham has shown that he can be a competent receiver this year, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, he's not, he's, he's by far like number one. Three. Greg Ward Jr. is another one that can provide a spark, but yeah. But when you I don't, don't have time to throw, when you're running for your life, when you don't have a running game to provide you any kind of time, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now, my one big knock is I think he did have that whole signed a big contract take some pressure off yourself situation. Cause that happens a lot. Guys will get a nice big contract and all of a sudden they start to suck real bad. You know what I mean? We've seen it happen. So I think that there is a little bit of comfort in him right now that I think needs to get kind of shaken up. But again, 
you look at a lot of really historically good guys, their fourth, fifth season, there's always this kind of plateau, this cap, and they don't do very well. Like I said, Eli Manning led the league in interceptions in his fourth year. Peyton Manning went six and 10 in his fourth year. You know what I mean? Like there are times when guys kind of almost regress and then get better after that. There's kind of a learning curve. And I think he's still on it. And again, if you give him a situation where he has a steady offensive line that is constantly put together and healthy, if you give him a healthy running back, if you give him receivers that don't have to go undrafted, that aren't on your practice squad, if you give him some kind of help on the defensive side of the ball so that he doesn't have to try to play hero ball, that he's not constantly having to come back, I think he's going to be good. I think he's still fine. And he's also still a winning quarterback. He's 35-32-1. And all I say, winning is hard, so you have to give him credit for that. And again, who is he doing this with? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, some of these stats, like, some of these stats are on Carson Wentz. Like, you, you're talking about, like, he has no help. Okay, but you still got to make some things work. Among quarterbacks with at least 200 passing attempts, he has he's 15 interceptions, worse than the league. He has taken 50 sacks, worse than the league. Yeah, you can say that's the offensive line, but you got to know when to throw the ball away. Um, he is 30th, which is third to last in completion, or sorry, 30th in completion percentage uh, at 57.4%. I mean, you got to complete more passes than that. And, 20, and you can say a lot of that's on the wide receivers. But here's the one that's most damning. He's 29th in yards per attempt. Attempt, not catches. He's not throwing the ball downfield at all. Uh, he's only attempting on average, six yards per attempt. That's not a good number. You need to be attempting more than that per pass. And I agree. But if you don't have the time to do it, you don't get to sit there in the pocket and throw deep down the field. And it's obvious that he doesn't have the time to do it because he leads the league in sacks. No, it's not all his fault that he's getting sacked. It is also the offensive line, but he has something to do with it. I agree. You do it's like this. Do you want him drop. to sit back and get sacked, or do you want him to get rid of the ball? But hold on. If you do a three-step drop and pass, that's at least 10 to 15 yards if the guy's running the go route. If the guy's running the slant, it's probably 8 to 10 yards. Easy. One, two, three, pass. And you're also assuming that he's making the play calls? No. Okay. But you got to know where you're passing to, too. And you also I mean, got to have time to do it. you got to have time to do it. But if you're doing nothing but checking down the entire time, you're not going to make any progress. Okay. So, but, and a lot of what you're saying, I can understand. We also understand, who is he throwing to? These guys aren't first round picks. They're not getting separation. They're getting covered. There's literally a guy whose nickname is can't get separation. Like, there are guys who cannot get the job done at the position, and then you expect him to be able to make them NFL level to get him to be that much better. He can't uh, do it with the guys that he has. <laughs> That's I'm the problem. Up, I'm looking up their depth chart right now, and the only name I recognize is Alshon Jeffrey. And he's a shell of his former self. Miles Sander, maybe. Sanders, sorry. But, or he's a running back. Running back so That's your, that's your uh, uh, sorry, yeah, stay yes, healthy. Army. Greg Ward Jr., Travis Fulgham. Those are your 
and Alshon Jeffrey, those are your three big wide receivers right there. And I think, um, actually, I think Greg Ward Jr. is a fourth string. Uh, he's more of a, put, a a kick returner, which is funny because he was a uh, quarterback in college. But <laughs> but Alex, you you really think that if he if he has if he's given the weapons, he can he has potential to be good. Absolutely, I have no question about it. I don't think so. I think this is a Trubisky situation. See, I have a lot of potential. May not have the pieces, but even if you don't have the pieces, you got to make something work. You know how? And this this may be. But you're asking him to be a superhero. You're asking him to do things that other people cannot. Yeah. I'll give you one example that never seemed to have the pieces, but always seemed to somewhat succeed. Andrew Luck. <laughs> Andrew Luck, the one who was constantly injured, the one who could barely get on the field, the one who never won a division. That and one who, who had to walk away from the game. I thought he won a couple division titles. He made the playoffs several times and won some playoff games. Did he? But never made it that extra mile. I'll have to double check, but yeah, no, they they had some pretty good pieces, I think. I'm going to double check that, though. Outside of T.Y. Hilton, I don't think they did. So they had a good number one receiver who was a true number one receiver? As opposed to three guys who were signed off the practice squad? No, that's a little harsh. I wouldn't have considered Alshon Jeffrey a practice squad guy. <laughs> he was the number one in uh, in Chicago for a while. And Alex, wide receiver in, in Chicago at that. But he's fallen off the cliff in, in Philly as well. And I, you begin to wonder, is, is that Jeffrey falling off a cliff? Or is that Wentz not not being able to give him the ball? Makes you wonder. Reggie Wayne is also a good receiver. Uh, while you look that up, I had to, I had another one written down regarding the Seahawks, and it's just plain and simple. Should we should we be worried about the Seahawks? Um, they started off hot, five and zero, but ever since after, ever since their bye week, um, they're three and four, and they just don't look. They haven't looked like the typical Seahawks um, that we've come to know with Russell Wilson. So, simply put, should we should we be worried about the Seahawks, or is this something they can turn around come playoff time and be themselves again? Alex, you're busy. So, Cap. I was like, yeah. Sorry, y'all go first. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading something on there about a potential head coach replacement for some teams. Um, pose that question to me one more time. Should we be worried about the Seahawks? Start yes. It off. Yes. Plain and simple. All right. Just look at their defense. I mean, they their defense overperformed in the beginning of the season. But it's always been said that that whole is that that defense is Swiss cheese, and it's starting the uh, teams are starting to find the holes in the cheese. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say melt, but okay, same thing. Alex, you got any thoughts while you're looking up whatever you're looking up? Hold on one second. Uh, what was the question? Should we be worried about uh, the? Yeah. 
the Seahawks. Oh, God, yes. If you look at how they've been playing in the past few games, like, it's not exactly comforting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Um, hold on. Let me go to them real quick while I'm still looking this up. This is possibly – won it twice, uh, the division at least, and they were 11-5 and five both times. But let me go back a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, and my biggest issue right now, too, a little bit, is the decision-making of, of, of Russ. Um, again, since that whole let Russ cook situation, I mean, it, he has not been exactly – the cooking expert that we assumed he would be it does not seem like he even went to culinary school and yet he wants to try to get this professional. <laughs> yeah, this last one, 27 or 43 for 263 and touchdown and interception. Yeah, like it, it <clears throat> I'm like, and, and the biggest thing for me is, is more the decision making. I feel like to some degree he's trying to force balls, like he's trying to play this kind of hero ball style that, you know, he, he, he's trying to do too much with it and, that concerns me because that makes me think, well, where is he at in his head with the team that he has? Does he trust their running back situation? Does he trust their defense? He's trying to do all these extra things. And it's a little scary, to be honest. Was it one, two, three, four? Yeah, five and four in their last few games. Yeah, I just – on. Even their win at the Eagles was kind of ugly, 17 to 23. Let's see, what did Russ do in that one? I'll give it to this one on New York. Their defense is a good defense. So, I mean, you're going against a good defense for Russ, and Russ hasn't been good the last. He hasn't been Russell Wilson's standard the past few weeks. And I agree, it was right around that tweet where let Russ cook. Well, he's burning down the kitchen now. Right. <laughs> and it seems like they're losing to a lot of the good teams, too. You look at their 5-0 and streak at the Falcons versus the Patriots, which they only won by five. They beat the Cowboys. Huh? Patriots were actually pretty good then. Remember, I was talking about the, the second coming of Cam Newton. Right. Uh, <clears throat> beat the Cowboys by touchdown. They beat the Dolphins early on and they beat the Vikings by one. But since then they split with the Cardinals. They beat the beat up 49ers, lost to the bills, lost to the Rams, now lost to the giants. Uh, and they have to play the 49ers again, who are getting healthier. They have to play the Rams again. Washington just beat uh, Pittsburgh. So if that's any indication that they may be able to do some things against Seattle too, um, they're kind of in a little bit of trouble, you know? Let's see. 13th in the league in rushing yards, 7th in passing. They score a lot, but they give up a lot. They're 10th. They're tied for 10th most in the league for points allowed. Uh, I think you definitely have something to be worried about there. And yeah, I was reading like, strength of schedule for the remainder of the season just a couple weeks ago, and the Seahawks had the, second, or the third easiest schedule among any NFL team. And somehow they're still losing games. So, yeah, you got to be concerned if you're facing these easy teams and you're losing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. they're a good team. They, they're one of those, you know, 
And they're a good offensive team. They were a terrible defensive team. Yes. And I thought that when Adams got back that they would be better. When they had Wagner and they had Dupree and they had Adams back, they'd be better. But for whatever reason, they don't seem to be getting any better. Uh, I don't know. I just I don't understand. I think maybe this was a trap game to some degree, but even then you have the Jets after that. Maybe they're just taking it easy, but like, damn, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously, to the to the Giants. I uh I just kind of get the the reason I get the reason I I you know ask the question is I just kind of get the feeling that you know if the Seahawks do make the playoffs, you know you're, they're going to be one and done, and you know that's another season Russell Wilson does not win in the Super Bowl. But anyways, as far uh, as defense goes, I mean, yeah, Adams is good, but I think their issue is yeah on linebackers outside of Bobby Wagner, you don't have much on your defensive line. And outside of Shaquille Griffin, you don't have much in your secondary either. Yeah, so, that I mean, defensive line is terrible. Yeah, they told they very much miss uh, Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> yeah, that was a big one for them. Yeah, so they have a lot of holes to fill on that defensive side. Like I said, Swiss cheese. <laughs> Uh, next one I have written down, uh, Aaron Rodgers throws for uh, 400th career TD this past week. Fastest to do it. I, I believe the, I believe Drew Brees was the, was the next fastest to do it, but he beat him by, I don't know, I don't know how many games it was. But anyways, um, Aaron Rodgers is just straight up a dangerous man. And Kev, you bring up a, a, a good, you bring up a good point. I mean, right now, who else would be the MVP? Like. Mahomes again, but other than him, I, I think it's got to be one of those two. And it's probably going to be Mahomes just because of how high profile it is right now with the the Kansas City Chiefs and they won Super Bowl last year and all eyes on them. But take yeah, a look but, at the NFC up north, man. And you know what? I hate to I hate to bring up Hurd and Colin How- Colin Coward and I, I, I really don't like agreeing with him, but Alex sent me, sent me a clip the other, uh, the other day about, um, about uh, Colin going or giving props to Aaron. And he, he mentioned the MVP and it being, like, valuable. What does the word valuable mean? If you took off, if you took off both these guys off their respective teams, like, which team essentially does worse or, you know, whatever. I mean, without, the, without Aaron Rodgers, what did the Packers look like? Like, and without the, without Patrick Mahomes, what do the Chiefs look like? I think the Chiefs kind of. I think they still have some weapons. Like, what is you know besides Devontae Adams? Like, what who does Aaron Rodgers have? Like, it's just kind of silly what Aaron Rodgers is doing, is it not? Like, I don't know. I'd, I'd vote him the MVP over Patrick Mahomes. That's just me. I'd say most valuable would be Aaron Rodgers. The better stats would be Patrick Mahomes. And the problem is for the MVP award, people aren't looking at their value. They're looking at their stats. Then change the name of the award. So I actually kind of like Major League Baseball having the stat war wins above replacement. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> An imperfect stat, but it kind of measures their value. 
Yeah, their value outside of uh, outside of traditional statistics. Right. Alex, you look pretty busy, but who's your MVP right now? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I, <clears throat> I think easy answer. You'd probably end up saying uh, Aaron Rodgers, but even then, I'm not 100% sure that it is Aaron Rodgers. Because uh, that, that's actually, I feel, I think that's a tougher question to answer than I think we give credit for. Uh, but I think it probably has to be Aaron Rodgers to some degree. Passes 400, third straight season of 35-plus touchdowns, but you can't look at the past. You have to look at what they're doing right now. I was about to say, it's not a career award. Yeah. Uh, and even then, you know, there are quarterbacks who are doing comparable things. Uh, you know, there's, there's not really a tight end or a running back that you could give it to right now or a wide receiver that you could give it to right now. Um, there's no one guy that stands out like crazy. There's, you know, a lot of those guys will win other awards. Jefferson will win rookie of the year. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I still think you got to go Mahomes though. I still think you have to pick Mahomes as rookie or the, the, the MVP. Um, uh, I don't think anybody could duplicate what he's doing uh, and how he's been able to do it. You know what I mean? Um, Rodgers is really good. People have really good seasons. But it's just really, I don't know. What Mahomes does on the football field is you cannot duplicate and you cannot replicate. You know what I mean? Uh, it's hard to – what I've noticed with them is, like, it's really hard to stop them, especially on – third down just because of how how much of a dual threat he is like mm -hmm. if you if you try to blitz he can scramble and run for the first down like it, it just like how do you stop that you know you can you can you can come with the blitz or you can just play you can you know play man to man and have your receivers covered but again he if he has if he finds room and he's smart enough to do it at this point like how do you how do you stop them on third down that's i've noticed that a lot lately yeah and just in general, too, I mean, with how many weapons they have on both sides of the ball, they have a good running back duo. They have, like, a just a multitude of wide receivers. You know what I mean? It's 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 kind of crazy pants. You know what I mean? Uh, right. And then you have, like Kevin said, you know, one of – he's going to go down as one of the all-time greats uh, to ever do it at the position, but Travis Kelsey, I mean, the dude is just – he's automatic. He's that's plain and simple. Travis Kelsey is automatic, and it's like, how do you stop him? How do you stop that offense right now? You know. Anyways, um, while we're on the subject of the Chiefs, if y'all would, if y'all would just allow me to go on just a little bit of a rant here. Um, in that game against the Broncos, I, I don't know if y'all saw it or not, but Tyreek Hill um, all but scored a touchdown that got called back. But anyways. It was a wide open. He he got wide open, and it was a whatever. How it was? A, it was a deep ball. It was a deep pass TD, and he you know ran it in up to the goal line, paused, actually turned around, 
and paused for like a second, maybe two. It was a few. It was. It felt like more than a second, and did a backflip into the end zone, and it just it bothered me so much because to me that's like a, that's essentially like a bat flip in baseball or a bat like their version of a bat flip if you could even say like what's football's version of a bat flip like doing something stupid and obnoxious like that is what that is nah, i'd say this is more disrespectful but go ahead yeah yes i would agree like I, yes thank you kev like it's like completely unnecessary act like you've done it before like why there's no need to do that why it just uh, and of course the of course the play got called back for a hold or whatever it was so there you go that's what you get it's just it just seemed very very unnecessary to me and it just bothered me so much but yeah any more storylines that y'all want to talk about wait so are you for or against bat flips against you mean in baseball yeah against okay got it yeah, I don't care. If you want to flip your bat, go for it. It just seems unnecessary to me. It's just like, why? Yeah. I mean, they give him the whole, they, like, they victory. You are it's unnecessary, but. Huh. I said, I think making it a big deal out of it's unnecessary. What? It also, depends, on, it also depends on how a guy bat flips. Yes. But, yeah. anyways. Do y'all have anything else? Well, Greg Williams getting fired. Oh, yeah. That dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, good luck to the Jets. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Good luck. Getting, if you want Dabble Sweeney, good luck getting him. Like, So this was the Jets head coach, Adam Gase. When he was talking to uh, the reporters on Monday in a conference call, I felt like that was the best thing for our team moving forward. Organizationally, we had a discussion this morning, and we felt that like that was the best move for us to make. I think you're an idiot, and you should have the the owner fire you. But <laughs> yes. Adam Gates is the coach and the general manager of that franchise. And you just led your team to a 12 straight loss. Yeah, it was in, in basically walk-off fashion. But, yeah, that owner needs to do something because, yeah, that's that's bad. If I'm double, I, I don't want that job. Well, they got to fire Gase first. I, yes, of course. But, uh, I mean, good luck trying to find somebody to, you know, want to coach the Jets. I'm sure, which I'm sure there's somebody out there. I'm sure they get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to coast the Jets. Yeah, give me a shot. To that oh, person, good luck to you. Buddy, it's a good job to start with because there's almost zero expectations for you. You know what I mean? I mean, true. Look true. at what everybody's did before you. All you have to do is not do – if you win two games, they're like, well, you're good. You're in. <clears throat> Keep it up. <laughs> like what you're doing here. <laughs> like what you're doing. Keep it up. Yeah, just fucking well done. Proud of you. Let's start with winning a game. Can you beat? Can you beat somebody? Can you beat fucking anybody? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Outside of a family member, can you beat anybody? <laughs> That's because, terrible. Well, fucking, there's a problem in the NFL. So. Yeah. No, you're right. Sixty-four. You guys would actually be kind of surprised how close Andrew Luck and Carson Wentz are in a lot of their stuff. I'm like going way too far into this, but. 
Of course yeah, you, you are. are. Let's move of on. Course. Of course you are. How about the boxing match uh, between the Bengals and Titans? Dude, what was that all about? I, did, I tried to look up a highlight, but I didn't see so, what... It was a punt, and the cover guy for the Bengals uh, completely steamrolled Titans' uh, punt returner right before the ball got there. And the penalty was called, but that started a benches clearing brawl between the two teams. Wow. Um, the NFL suspended the Bengals' safety, Sean Williams, and Tennessee Titans defender in uh, Tierre Tart. Uh, one game for violations of unnecessary roughness and the sportsmanlike conduct. Uh, they each intentionally stepped on their opponents during their respective losses to Miami and Cleveland on Sunday. Wait, what? Me and Marine, the wrong one. Might be the wrong game, Kev. I know there was a fight. I'm trying to think of which one it was. No, there was. I think you were right. It was. Uh, a, a, it was in Miami and it was yeah, Miami, Miami and Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. My favorite part about that fight is the a meme afterwards. Because in a picture, you see all of Cincinnati's offensive linemen just sitting on the bench still while this fight is breaking out. And somebody posted, uh, "Well, it's good to see the you know Cincinnati offensive line staying consistent and guarding exactly nobody." <laughs> Like hilarious. <laughs> Did they really stay on the bench? Yeah, they just chilled. I was like, out of kid. <laughs> way to keep up the good work. <laughs> way, to, way to chill, you know. Way to stay out of trouble. Proud of you. Yeah. All right, boys, anything else before we get out of here for part three? Or part two, I should say. Alex, do you have a point that you would like to make with your stats there? Uh that you could very well make the argument that Carson once has done more uh, with what he had than uh, what uh, Andrew Luck had. Uh, or is 94? Yeah. And almost every stat uh, and or almost every stat Carson Wentz uh, is better than 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 Andrew Luck. Uh, what is that? Twenty less interceptions, seven points better in completion percentage, ten points better in quarterback rating, almost the exact same win loss, seven and four less touchdowns. So four less touchdowns, but plus, you know, twenty in interceptions, uh, and they both. Won multiple divisions, I think, in their first four. Yeah, if I showed you these two stats side by side, I'd be curious to see who you guys think is who, if I hadn't what most of the stats were. But, yeah, again, point being is that we, I think, uh, have a negative opinion and a lot of the viewers' minds are already made up about Carson Wentz, so we're not seeing – the overall, uh, the biggest difference I noticed in luck versus Wentz is that luck has, uh, 16, uh, fourth quarter comebacks to Wentz's 10. Uh, 
but that doesn't necessarily indicate that one is better than the other because if your team is down all the time, that doesn't bode well for you. Um, if you have virtually the same record and your team is constantly losing, that doesn't bode well for you. Uh, and I only did it through the first four seasons because Luck has a fairly small-ish sample size. He only played, I think it was like seven seasons or so, and Wentz has like five or so. So I went with the first four just to kind of make it even because those were essentially the best ones for both guys because Luck didn't play much in his last two to three seasons because he was he was injured a lot. Uh, so I took it for the, the, the ones that have the majority of all of the stat lines. Uh, and also Wentz was on a Super Bowl team whereas Luck was not. Uh, so there is a ring to Wentz's name, whereas there is not one for, for Luck. Uh, now the argument could be made, well, Wentz didn't play in those games yet. Well, Wentz got them there, and we've seen what happens when Nick Foles is the starter. So had he not been there at all, I mean, they don't get that ring. Uh, if he's still there, do they get that ring? But those are those are answers. Those those are, yeah, but those are it's a hard questions to answer because we wouldn't know. You know what I mean? Uh, I will say. I, I mean, I, you bring up a good point that you know I never trust Carson Wentz, um, but it doesn't help at all when he has zero zero weapons and zero help to play with. So, yeah. But I I, I don't know. And so he does have those weapons. Uh, it's just, it's I, I only have what I see. So yeah. Right. Kev, you got anything before we get out of here? No, that about covers it for me. Who? Emails doubleasportshow.com if you wanna if you wanna write in and contribute to the show at all. We also do have a Patreon. Uh for but with that, yeah, we'll say uh continue to be good to yourself and be good to be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive, don't text and drive, and please wear a mask. With that, we'll say later. Peace. See ya.